Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This but thing so far, I've got everything. Love. Chris really okay. likes his echo. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's just going to sing. God, with this echo, it makes me feel like a real radio man. Does it make you feel like a radio gal? Yeah. Radio princess. <laughs> Hey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Chris. I'm May. And uh, this is actually our first mobile episode. We're on the road right now. We're recording out of our van. Actually, it's Ira's van. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna figure out this mobile thing. And it, it's pretty fun. We're actually at in San Luis Obispo, where I grew up, at the Slow Skate Park. And uh, the skate park actually is something that I wanted my whole. At one time, there was no skate parks in California, and um, I think 28 years ago, um, my mom was really involved with the community and. We got the city to allow us to make this little um, skate park with like just wooden little wooden ramps and like little slider bars and stuff. And um, they wanted us, to, you know, they asked us where what area it was. And there was this park that um, I was in a skate contest in when I was like 12. And I was like, oh, this on this basketball court nobody uses um, in Santa Rosa Park. It's perfect for the skate park. So it ended up being here. 28 years later, we're here and this massive concrete rad skate park that you know started with this little like um w ramp thing that that my mom actually had a lot to do with yeah, happening yeah it uh it, it's, Chris's mom was pretty much like she's mrs skate park yeah she's so rad she took she's in, like the best woman in the world she uh was kind of like a mom to all the yeah. kids and in um really like is one of the main people that made it happen if if not like yeah, she 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 worked for a long time to make this happen, and she doesn't want any care about any accolades, but it it really should be named after her. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. But uh, yeah, the, it, I'm I'm very I get so happy every time I see this skate park, like because it's, it's yeah, like a million likewise. dollar skate park. And uh, there's a lot going on right now. Like 
that we can see. <laughs> you guys can't see, but there's a lot going on. The skater's ripping it up. Some some of the, the skaters, it looks like the skaters' girlfriends are playing a game of volleyball. In their bras. In their bras. That's how the girls <laughs> like to dress these days. It's pretty cold, actually. They're in their bras. Well, <laughs> that's the style the girls are wearing. Regardless of how cold it is. It's freezing outside. But it is a surefire way to make the skaters look at you. <laughs> I mean, if you can't skate... You know, you got to do other things. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm also doing a scratchy. Which um, has a, a jackpot of up to $750,000. So you've got every vowel so yeah. far? Yeah, I got every vowel. And you're on your way to winning. Have, have you completed your numbers? No. My letters? No. Well, I'm still I'm still going. You're working on it. Okay, I will. I want to see if we win the prize by the end of this. <laughs> so, I'm going to buy that van. Right. Two vans. Yeah. Um, so here we are at the skate park looking at the skaters rip it up <laughs> um god i remember one time i was at this park like with my friends at like three in the morning we were we we're just before there was a skate park we were like 16 we we're driving around with nothing to do so we decided to have a, a costume competition in the middle of the park and we all like went to separate corners of the park and we had like this bag of a few costumes and some rags and stuff and we all met, and the idea was to meet in the middle of the park and see who had the best costume. And we pretty much all ended up meeting in the middle of the park naked. But, like, with, like, one of my friends had, like, a rag, like, and some ropes wrapped around his boy parts. That was Caleb. Scott had, like, a monster mask on and his underwear um, shoved up his butt like a G-string. <laughs> um, me, I had, like, uh, some kind of cord or string um, hanging a pot or a pan from my tallywhacker. And so it ended up being a pretty competitive match until the, then the cops showed up. Because foolish of us, we it's right across the street really from the police station. So the cops showed up and they're like, what the hell are you doing, boys? And um, we weren't drinking or, or doing anything elite, well, illegal in the tr traditional sense. We're, we're having a, a uh, masquerade contest, officer. And, um, and, you know, I really don't know. He didn't really know what to do. He's just like, okay, uh, we'll put some clothes on. <laughs> and uh, so the the costume kind of ended up being a draw. <laughs> <laughs> so when... Uh, Were there I'm, any, any um, comps here that you attended? Any comp yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I was in a skate contest when I was 12. Every year there was a... 72-hour ramp jam called Thrashathon that was at the university here at Cal Poly, and it would and all the pros would come here, and it, it, it you had there had to be someone skating a half pipe at all times for three days, and it was to raise money for the American Heart Association. So all like for these three days every year, like all the rad pros would come into town, and they all like just came here, and like someone would like to like party, chase college girls around. So it was very attractive to a lot of the pros come here and it's a, a pretty city too it's really nice like, yeah san luis is awesome yeah. and it's gorgeous so the um one one year thrash on i think i was like 12 there was a skate contest right afterwards and um and um i entered whatever my division was in a uh, i don't think it was the most competitive division but i ended up winning so i was stoked and i won a rad skateboard 
Schmidt-Sticks, Trampula, and Corey O'Brien was one of the judges. And um, and uh, who else was in it? Frank Harada was in it because he was one of our skate crew. He was in a different division. He was a little older than me. And um, God, there was like I can't remember who else. Oh my gosh, your friend Harry was there, um, or I don't know your friend, but that skater from New York, from oh, Brazil. Yeah. Um, he Harry Jumanji. Yeah, Harry Jumanji. I met him when I was a kid. He was really nice to me. Actually, yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, yeah, so yeah, there was that was the, the one skate contest that I ever, was ever at, and and uh, eccentric. Oh my god! I remember he having, wasn't eccentric. Accepting, so I used to work for a guy in New York, um, Stash, and um, I, I accepted a phone call from I think it was Records Island. It was like a Which is a jail. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Harry Jumanji. And that's how I first, uh, you know, actually got to hear of him. And I spoke to him. And, so Harry I mean, was serving I, time? I, you know, and I was like the innocent kind of girl that just moved to New York. And I, I got this office job at um, a rad place in Brooklyn. And I, you know, and it's like, oh, Rikers Island. Like, what's that? <laughs> you know? It's one of the most famous jails on, if not the most famous jail on the East Coast, huh? Yeah. God. And you're, yeah, you're new to America. And Harry was getting out, so. Well, he, he was, was getting out of jail. He was getting out, and he needed clothes. And so that's why he contacted my uh, my boss. A great guy, but uh -huh. had a little trouble with the law. Uh, and, I mean. Most, I, most great guys do. I've had a little trouble with the law myself. See, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, and I married you, so you yeah. Know. And, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. You're a good boy. I'm a very good boy, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you're a restless young man, you need to push the limits. You sometimes do push the bound. Uh, restless young men like to push the boundaries and just see exactly where they are. Sometimes you slip across the line. Yes. In a you, yeah. just, you just you sort of you slide you slide over you, that line. I'll tell you what. I, I think my mom's received one of those collect calls from me from the jailhouse. <laughs> Not far from here, actually. God. Maybe uh, more than that. once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one time I, I did have to go to jail, and I had a warrant for a skateboarding ticket oh, that I got in, like, southern Orange County. And I was driving down the street one time, and I just got <laughs> randomly got pulled over here. And the, the cop was really cool, but he's like, it says you have a warrant, and their bail is $7,500, which is more than some felonies are. But he's like... This got to be a mistake, but I got to take you in anyway. It ended up being real, like some Southern Orange County judge didn't like skateboarding at all. And I was just, I think when I got the ticket, I was standing on a skateboard. It was for $11 and my dad. It was technicality. It was it, your dad. It came to my, no, it, well, it came right? to my parents' house and I was on the, on a road trip mm -hmm. and my dad said, oh, I'll send it in. And he forgot. He forgot. Month, yeah. Like almost a year later is when I got pulled over. So I, I had to get taken to the local jail and, um, I, I thought I was going to get out, you know, in an hour, but I didn't. And um, then I had to, uh, I had to dress up in the orange outfit and like get naked and dress in front of the policeman. And he had me do a little turn and like, I don't know. It, it was really weird. It was kind of awkward. Like he didn't make me like, yeah, I had to do a little turn. Like I was on the catwalk. I didn't have to bend over and like and spread, do like, spread him a cough. do like the prison thing. No, but it was weird. And I think. How old were you? I was, uh, at that time, I think I was 18. That was my first time <laughs> in the slammer. And I hadn't done anything wrong. But it, it wasn't a payphone like you see in the movies. It was just a phone. So in my holding cell, <laughs> I just made calls the whole time, like called different friends. I charged them all to this person that I didn't like that, that uh, had sold me a car with fake license plates on it that I wanted revenge on. So I charged it all to, to 
this this uh, enemy of mine's number, which um, <laughs> they'll never trace it back to me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there's Trek collect calls from the San Luis. Oh God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so something like that happened. And uh, so eventually, you know, I had to go and talk to my mom through the thick glass with the phones, just like they do in the prison movie. And uh, yeah, they bailed me out and I went to court. I had to go before the prosecutor before I was in front of the judge. And he's like, well, the judge is probably going to, he'll either offer you a fine or he'll, he'll offer you jail time. He'll probably offer you jail time. And I was like, oh, this is pretty stiff for skateboarding, like <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> From an $11 violation. Yeah, yeah you guys are. This it's, is, it's pretty crazy. It was ridiculous. So he ended up like, I went before the judge and there was all these other like criminals like that were like offered fines or jail time. And like, they're like, you can either pay $200 or spend a month in jail. They're like, oh, I'll take the jail. Like, like, I was like, God, jail sucks. Like, you guys must really not have much going on on the outside. Like, I couldn't spend another hour in jail. And so I got, I ended up paying my $11 ticket and was on my way. But, but uh, God, that was actually the, the night before that, I did my first interview in Big Brother magazine. And um, I, I, my interview in Big Brother was pretty wild. As it was kind of my actual, the way I met Jeff Tremaine and everyone at Big Brother. And um, I was in such a bad mood and I said some wild stuff. And, and I think uh, the fact that I had to go to court the day, the next day was what, what maybe kind of what made got, me yeah, yeah, how such, you got the job. Yeah. It, 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 it's probably why I'm on Jackass now. Yeah. And so, I mean, good luck, bad luck, you know, sometimes bad luck can end up being good luck. And then, you know, I got to be on TV and the movies and now doing this rad podcast and YouTube and that you are listening to right now. All right, so I've got 20 bucks. You got 20 bucks, yes. <laughs> hang on, hang on, let me see what else I got. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, $20. $20, that's a good win. And... Whenever we do right win good on these poor, lottery tickets, we always reinvest it. You want to be smart <laughs> with your investments, with gambling. Wait, did I get, did I get, yeah. $20. I got the word you, easy, uh, egg, zoo, and menu. Easy, egg, zoo, menu. You could write a rad story using those words, and it could be pretty S-E-X-Y. <laughs> <laughs> There's... <laughs> <laughs> Our producer Tom's daughter's nearby, so we're going to spell out those yeah. kind of words. <laughs> um, so, oh gosh, where was I? So yeah, so if we if we do win a big jackpot or the, you know millions of dollars, we are going to do a lot of good things with it because yeah, 
I wonder if, if that kind of luck comes to people that have philanthropy in mind when they're gambling. I don't think so. I think... You like to gamble. I, I love gambling. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, we as a family love gambling. Yeah, we do. Um, in a, but not like hardcore gambling. You know, it, it's like it's old like lady style weird, gambling. Yeah. We like to innocent, play slot machines. Yeah, innocent In Australia, you call gambling. them pokies, right? I do like um, roulette. I and do roulette. like roulette. And, yeah, but but we're never playing with like a lot of money. Usually. No. But yeah, we love gambling. Like, and I really didn't take an interest in gambling until I met you, and um and we went by. Do you think? Do you think that's true? Because I think it was Jeff Tremaine that really kind of got me no. into gambling. When I, when we went to Vegas, when we went to Vegas, we went to see Motley Crue, um, met up with Tremaine, and he told me, "Scared money don't make money." So. That kind of pushed me over the edge. <laughs> I've never seen Jeff Tremaine make money gambling, though. But, <laughs> but I remember, like, uh, God, yeah. So, so he, I had a lot of fun gambling there. Gambling's really fun, and yeah. So in moderation. In moderation, yeah. And if you have an addiction to it, then that's just a totally yeah. different story. Yeah, Dmitry Alaskovich, who who uh, was our director of photography, worked with us for years on Jackass and everything that we've done, Wild Boys, Big Brother, all the way from the beginning. He was one of the most big-time gamblers we knew, but he's sworn off of it. But I've seen him gamble for 24 hours but straight. But you've got to gamble money that you're willing to lose. Like, you can't just go all in on your savings and stuff like that. You've got to be prepared to lose it, right? I like, like to set an amount. Like, yeah. I'll have $100 to gamble with. Mm -hmm. During one of the elections, we gambled all day, though. Yeah, in Australia. So yeah. in, in Australia, there's a lot of um, poker machines. Well, there's... Poker machines at pretty much any bar that serves alcohol. Every bar, pretty much, huh? Pretty much. There's a room, and um, you, if you don't want to like sit at the bar, or you, you can just go in there, get your drinks. Yeah, the game rooms. And it's awesome. Yeah. They're called VIP rooms. Yes. And and um, yeah. So yeah, we pretty much gambled for twelve hours. And while this watching. is when, like, you know, it was rad, like having a beer and then just like sitting there and you know, pressing the buttons and waiting for it to spin. And hearing the sounds and the noises. Do you remember the old machines that would spit out like coins? Yeah, I love those. I love the ones that come up, bring out coins. They don't, most of the time they don't do that anymore. But it's so exciting. In South Australia, they're still like that. I saw one, we were in South Australia and I saw someone steal someone's jackpot and try and make off with it. But, um. What's yeah. the, what's the largest amount you've ever won in a poker? The poker I won like a thousand dollars. Um, on one on one spin, yeah. And I had accidentally bet five dollars on a spin, but then I ended up winning. So, how? What's the most you've ever won? I think it was like nine hundred something, and it was when I was waiting for you and Dad. I'll confess something. I actually won nine hundred something too. It wasn't quite a thousand, but it was almost. It was like <laughs> nine hundred fifty-seven. It was something like that. Like. But what about those people that like win so much? Like, like what do you do? Like, you know, do you, is that your addiction? Like, you spend like five dollars a roll, or or ten dollars, or a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, like a spin. Like, I guess the more you gamble, the more you win. But well, then you're just that addicted to it. Well, some people it's a psychological thing. Like they just need to keep doing it. Like yeah. they can't stop. And then if they like. If they run out of money, then they'll stand out front of the casino and they'll beg for money, enough money to do a few spins and then yeah. go right back in. But, God. You know, like at casinos, they, they pump like oxygen 
into the vents to keep you awake. Yeah. And they make it hard to find your way out. Yeah. And no clocks. Yeah, so you no don't know clocks. what time. I felt like that when I went to a karaoke bar in Taiwan. Um, I went in there about midnight and I found myself stumbling <laughs> out at like seven in the morning, all bright. It was like daytime. All the Taiwanese people are ready to, to start work. Meanwhile, I've just finished singing for like seven hours. That sounds fun though. <laughs> Drinking like soju. <laughs> so Tom, a woman that was down on her luck just walked by the van and was thinking that we were filming an X-rated movie in here. Yeah. She wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Allah, you need you need any uh, you need anyone else? A fluffer? Do you need a fluffer? <laughs> yeah. Make a few yeah. bucks. Meanwhile, there's like a four-year-old in the front seat. Yeah. Doors are wide open. I'm scratching <laughs> no, no, away. No, we're not. We're not making an X-rated movie. But May did point out that. But it, I did win twenty dollars on a, on the card. So if she comes back, you can give her this. May pointed out that it wouldn't be the first time an X-rated movie yeah. was filmed at a skate park. It's not the first time, right? I, no, because the bowls actually make it for a great place to like. You can't see like what's going on down at the bottom of the bowls, like so they could be filming an X-rated movie in there, in public, and to everyone's chagrin. <laughs> yes. like when you know it's if it's really early in the morning the skaters haven't woken up yet they're making a a blue movie down in the bowl how bummed out would you be if you were the skater that landed in the the, the in the surprise know, the surprise <laughs> i would be really bummed you know I'll, God, like I, you don't know what happened here last night but there's this big load of you know if you have a skate park in your town chances are yeah. there has been a surprise unloaded in the bowl yeah and again the reason why we're being very like uncandid without without is that a word uncandid or no yeah we're, we're just being very careful with our words because there's a four-year-old in the front seat yes so we might spell some things out but yeah but yeah so i don't think i have to spell that out <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would hate to th to fall into the surprise. No, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people sleep sleep in the bowls, like at Burnside Project in in Oregon. You know, like all these like, you know, intravenous drug users used to like, you know, they they lived it, but before there was a skate skate park there, they lived in the bridge. Before there was a skate park here, they lived in the park. You know, so they were here first. They have every right to sleep in the bowl. Staph but, infections, you can get staph infections. Yeah, like a wrestler. Yeah. So wrestlers and skaters, but the, I wonder like, and martial artists, they're at big risk at, at staph infections. You know who got a staph infection? Who? More than once was- Dave England. My, our coworker, Dave England, yeah. <laughs> he can't, I, and I don't know how, I mean, oddly enough, he he's the self-proclaimed poo guy of the group. Yeah. But he did come down with, with like, couple of cases of staff. A, a couple of cases of staff, <laughs> which I don't really understand everything, all there is to know about staff, but or if it was done while filming. But, but yeah, he's the only person I know that's had one. This is how cold I am. I'm like, I'm, I'm bundled up under here. But where did our volleyballers go? Our volleyball Are girls, they, they they're left. taking a break, but they're still it, in their bras. Freezing. But we were wondering like if they're if they're wondering like yeah if the guys are like thinking of them while they're skating yeah. the bowl like oh, i wonder if he thinks i look pretty like, in my like bra. a like a like he woke up this morning and said i'm gonna go hit the skate park and uh so may you were a skater <laughs> yes. you like uh, uh, i mean when you were a teenager um when you were at the skate park where i mean sk 
skaters the skaters changed but i but, think um, that's the last thing that you think of is no sex. no how like did you, when would, you would, would like girls like that come to the skate park and you know oh yeah absolutely as a female skater how did you feel about them i didn't really care you didn't think about them while you were grinding no, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> when you're cruising around the last thing you're thinking about is getting laid the I thing mean, about like, skating I, i'm thinking about not hitting my face on a piece of concrete you know i'll tell you what the thing about skateboarding is it's one of the most unsexual things you can also, do also remember when we were talking about this doesn't your don't your balls go up into your into and your wiener? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because when that, skateboarding, like... <laughs> skateboarding as a man, from my point of view, and I, I, I imagine it could be the same for ladies. <laughs> it's one of the most unsexual activities I've ever participated in. And in your wiener, because you're doing something dangerous. Whenever you're doing something dangerous, as I've mentioned before, yeah, you're you're feel if you're ever doing something, feel your private spot, and you'll feel it going more into your body for protection. Because you're in the middle of a like battle. You're not, you're not dropping into a bowl with your with your you know thingy tucked into your no. belt loop. No, and no matter how hard those... <laughs> your belt loop yeah. your belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have your wiener in, in boner position. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> yeah, that's how I have to be when, when I get a boner. When you're going to drop in. Yeah. Drop like, in with a big boner. Like, that's I, really I, sketchy. In all my years... You could break it. I've never skated with a, a boner. Like My friend's boyfriend broke his. But that was and not was skating. Very, no, he wasn't. But it was very traumatic. And I, and I think for anyone to experience something that... Because he showed me a photo. Or I, I got shown a photo of it when it was post-break. And it was terrible. You never want to break that part of your body, ever. Was, was, it, was it her fault? Yes. She didn't gauge her depth? Yeah, but I'm just saying that it's not the... It's not the part that you want to break. Oh, and and imagine being a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. And it apparently, there's the a lot of blood. Lots, yeah. Like because of um, all the nerves and, I mean, dude, I I'm just getting the shivers from it. My friend broke his wiener once. He ran, but it wasn't doing anything like that. He ran into a TV set. Oh. I don't know why, but he had an arousal, and we we're we we're all goofing around at, at our, our friend's house and. And uh, he just came running through the room and he ran into a TV. I don't know if it was an on, on accident or purpose, but it took him like seven months, seven yeah, or eight months, I it's, think. It's a long recovery. And you can't have SEX during that time. We're not supposed to. Oh, we were we were like young. Like we were. Okay. So everyone was virgins. Okay. Um, but, but just saying, like, yeah. you know, be careful with that body part because it's something that you don't want to. Be very careful. Yeah. It's resilient. But yeah. Not as resilient when it's when it's excited. Not yeah, when so, it's vulnerable. But so yeah, it's vulnerable when it's hard, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. totally vulnerable when it's yeah. when it's hard. That's why when you when you're skating, you don't get the you know boners. That's for no why reason. it's not. It's I mean, <laughs> skate parks are not sexy. I I come to think of it, I've never had one while skating. I don't think, and and you know, I've never thought about that until today. But yeah, so those uh those cold volleyball players should just put their tops on cold i'm freezing it's not worth it the guys are thinking about the skating you reckon like you know they're having a bit of snot issues like where they're just like drool and they're like dribbling snot out their nose yeah and, it's yeah. really cold but i mean the skaters do you like get, do you get that sinuses like when you're cold when you're really cold yeah, yeah. like that one skate there's a there's a topless skater a guy <laughs> that, yeah but that, he's skating he's yeah he's hot sun. he has every right to be topless and he's getting a killer tan killer um <laughs> but um God, yeah, I've never thought about those things until today. Like how how much, why you don't get just regular boners while while uh, you know riding the concrete wave. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do my code word for for boner, but I did it for skating. Mm -hmm. um, 
but what else is there to say about about a oh yeah t- so anyway tell me tell me a little bit more about san luis obispo tell me about what it was like growing up here well a lot of it it was a small town you know so it's weird cause it's a college town so it's like kind of a big party at like in in all the when you're a kid you think all the college students are like adults like but then you grow up and then you realize they're just kids <laughs> <laughs> it's weird but um we would make up make a lot of our own fun you know then that's kind of like what i mean sort of what jackass is all about it's kind of like you know people you know doing what what we all do to like make something out of nothing at all you know like entertain ourselves you know in a in a good clean way like so you know we we just you know do things like have costume contests in the middle of the park at night and I, you know my friends that that i grew up here i are still like all my best friends to this day we're we're more than friends we're we're brothers, we're brothers or more even more than brothers yeah. like like um, how do you how do you be more than brothers i don't know but the japanese have a word for it it means oh. more than family oh yeah you love anime so much yeah and um yeah, like so. You know yeah, all about Jap- Japan and their culture and stuff like that through anime. Yeah, I wish I knew what I know <laughs> now about Japan when I was actually in Japan, but because Japan's so rad, like um, and God, we should we got to go there on. I a think film that's trip. where our next podcast should be is in, in Japan. Yeah, we wanna we wanna do one of these broadcasts from Japan, which we will. Yeah, we will. Once we get we get this going. Yeah. And, and it gets a little warmer over there. Yeah. You know what? I want to go. I want to go in those those hot springs that the monkeys like to go in. Oh yeah. Those Japanese snow monkeys, snow macaque. In a, in a, they just look so rad, and I think they're friendly, because not all macaques are friendly. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, they look rad. Like Japan's, so awesome. You know what? Uh, I'm just scratching away here. Don't yeah, I'm hoping you'll hand. win. My hands are really cold. I'm not, I'm not built for this weather. I am. I like to fancy myself <laughs> built for this weather, but, <laughs> but, but I prefer not to live in it. Like, I mean, it's not always cold here, but. So I like the cold. I like the cold because of the fashion and I like the cold in general anyway, but I'm just not built for it because, you know, some people are built for the cold. Like Mark, for example, over here, he's Denver boy. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, this is, this is summertime. This, this, yeah, you don't mind it, do you? He's like in a t-shirt hanging out outside. You like the fashion opportunities that yeah. cold gives you, though? But I've got like three layers on and I was sitting outside in the sun and I was yeah. freezing. <laughs> I was thinking about like whenever we film in the cold and like I would want like uh, like a wooly bikini to wear. To get... <laughs> but you too, you're people from the north. So yeah. you're, you're um, My ancestors Scandinavian. are from the north, yeah. They, uh, yeah, I don't know if it makes you more impervious to cold or not, but at least I can grow a beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm from like, you know, 80 degree, 90 degree weather. You're you from know, the tropics. 100 degree humidity and 95 degrees in the water. Like, tropical. Like, Axe doesn't really know what cold water is like. No. He's, he's spoiled too. Oh, yeah, we filmed Jackass up here plenty. Like, all the stuff with bowls we filmed, um, here because that's where Gary, Gary LaFue lived and he had his bull riding school. So we'd always come up to San Luis to, to do all the bull bits, which Knoxville just loves playing with bulls. I grew up like across the street from a pasture and I cannot stand, I love playing with animals, but I hate playing with bulls because they're just, they're not like normal wild animals. Like they, they're dangerous. Like, and they, uh, 
I hate it, but but they're so great for footage. And they just like like Knoxville says, they're guaranteed footage. Yeah. And every you know when we film Jackass bits, like a lot of stuff we film, like you know you don't it doesn't always get used. Um, but uh, every time we film with a bull, it always is is movie level stuff. And uh, God, they just deliver. And uh, we also filmed Mexican snowboarding bit up here, which was um, there's these giant sand dunes here, and um, I. We pretended it was Mexico. That's why we call it Mexican snowboarding. But it was actually um, San Luis Los Osos and um it's... and the Oceano Dunes also. And uh, we um we the the stuff with there's motor we we filmed some stuff with a, a guy pulling us like on a boogie board or a skimboard or actually I think they're water skiing knee boards pulled by an ATV four wheeler and uh and uh across the dunes and like we go off these big jumps and like it was awesome. So we did that. I actually invented Mexican snowboarding years before that without an ATV four-wheeler. When you were a kid, right? Yeah, when I was a kid. When we do all the, you know, we'd always, I really fell in love with nature, like at this place um, called Los Osos, where it's like, there's all these sand dunes and it's really wild. The ocean's very wild there. There's tide pools. And um, we'd ride boogie boards down the steep, the steep um, sand dunes and, um, and um, go off jumps and stuff. It was super fun. And then I got the idea to, to do it, um, you know, with the four wheeler pulling it. So we came up here for Jackass to film that. Didn't and, you get um, really injured with, um, was it one of those like balls or what are those big balls? Oh my God. It? We had this Zorb ball. Zorb, that that's we, it. we took to Russia and we filmed like riding down some hill at a park and we kept it and, and we came up here for a Jackass world trip and we took it to Montana de Oro. And, um, I, I like, we found a big sand cliff with a big drop off and I was like, Oh Yeah. Um, Zorbs are you're totally protected in and I, I went off and all the guys were like kind of doubtful of it and we'd already put it through some hard use so I'm like I'll go first and I go off this this cliff in it and um, right off the first drop it broke and it was like it was gnarly I got walloped like it felt like a car wreck I like like that's what the feeling that I compared it to and like I I it would have God it, it I'll tell you what, not to brag, but it would have killed a lesser man. And like when I landed at the bottom, I, I, I was so lucky that I didn't get hurt worse, but I couldn't like, I was, I couldn't skate for a few days and, uh, but, um, man, it was gnarly. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I actually, I, I was wrong. The Zorb is not totally safe to ride in. There's a limit. Like, <laughs> like I thought you could just go off anything. Zorb stocks just went down. <laughs> Well, when we were, all right, I'll tell you why. Because when we were we were in Russia and we went by like an Olympic ski jump, which is huge. And Jeff Tremaine's like, we got to ride this. Have one of you guys go off the ski jump on the Zorb. And I was like, hell no. Like, he's like, you'll be fine. You're totally protected in them. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's what Jeff Tremaine does for his job is to, you'll you know, be fine. Totally good. Sometimes Just Jeff Tremaine's job is to encourage us to do things that we might not yeah. want to do otherwise on our own. So, like, luckily we never <laughs> went off the ski jump on the Zorb. But, yeah, I mean, they are pretty safe, but like after a little wear and tear, no. Like the supports gave out and yeah, they were terrible. And uh <laughs> God, they are fun though. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got stops. nothing. If you you can fill a Zorb up with oil though and go down a moderate hill in your birthday suit, maybe with a couple friends and have a good time. What kind of oil? 
Baby oil is what I'm picturing. I'm always thinking about olive oil. Not like motor oil. (laughs) (laughs) But that seems like something, you know, I think I wrote a bit right now. Normally, like, I'll tell you what, most of the things. Okay, so you think sliding around inside a Zorb is is, is Most of the things that we've gotten hurt on filming Jackass or, or any of the affiliated shows have been like, when they've been tandem situations. They want us to ride like a blow up tent down like a mountain with a jump at the bottom of it down like this giant mountain in Tahoe. And we're like, no, we're not doing that. Not with, and it was attached to a generator. Like this is like a human, like hamster ball. Like yeah. mostly like things that are tandem are dangerous. But I think if you went in a Zorb with some, with some baby oil and a couple of naked bros. Motor oil. <laughs> motor oil. Any kind of oil, really. Anything slippery. I think I wrote a bit. God, we should make another Jackass movie. Because that, I think, get all the guys in, in, uh, in. I gotta say, you guys kind of, I think you guys got stronger with age though. Like, I don't know, like usually, I think people get stronger with age, right? Like all the guys do, for sure. Everyone's got to hit the weights, get get into some, into some sexy outfits. Don't like old, like old men have like some super strength. We need, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Str- they say strength is the last thing to go. Yeah. 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 That's why, like, when you shake an old man's hand, he's super strong. Yeah. You lose everything before you lose your strength. Yeah. Resilience, on the other hand, might not be the same. Yeah, strength <laughs> is the last thing to go. That's why old men shake your hand so hard. They're not trying to prove something. They're just that strong. But I can't wait to, to, to film the next Jackass project. We're going to do this giant ball. With motor oil. With motor oil. <laughs> Naked bros. It's going to be fantastic and totally safe. <laughs> oh, totally safe. <laughs> totally safe. Oh, man. That's going to be a great bit. That yeah. could be the intro. <sighs> now I've given it away. We've got to go. We've got to eat some lunch. You hungry? Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly. But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.